Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Jamie D and Big Newt. It might be the bye week, but me, Jamie D'Amico, and he, Big Chris Newton, we have a lot to say, even still. And this week, we are going to look at our bye week report card, meaning through six games. How do we rate every position group? But before we get started, Big Man, how you doing, baby? Man, I'm freaking awesome, man. It's Miami week. I'm stoked. I'm still happy from Saturday, man, because Notre Dame got a big win over arch rival USC. The Jewel Shillelagh stays in South Bend for yet another year. So I'm happy about that. Got some yard work done, you know, messed around, fitted, did some honeydew, list stuff for my wife, bye week Sunday, watched a little football, not too much. And yeah, getting ready for Miami now. Awesome. And you, well, we both had interesting weekends. I spent the bye week in Montreal, or the bye weekend, and then a storm of biblical proportions came through Washington, D.C. yesterday and kept me in in Montreal for an extra night. But you had in-laws in town, did you not? Had. they still here. They're going to be here until next Wednesday. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So, yeah, guess- what, a week and a half? Yeah, yeah. No, two weeks. They got here last Wednesday. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Barber and Bertie Board. It's going cool. I mean, I, I get along with my in-laws, man. I've known them, and I know my wife for 20 years now. We get along as well as in-laws can. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, my house is not terribly big, so we don't have a lot of room. But They're staying in I mean, your house. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, they're staying here, Jamie. I'm not I'm not putting my parents or my in-laws. I wouldn't even put you and your lovely wife up in a hotel. You're you're gonna stay with me when you visit Richmond. Oh hell no. Nobody's staying in my house. My parents, my in-laws, your big ass are staying in a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So they but you know, they they just watch a lot of Law and Order and Chicago Fire, <laughs> America's Got Talent. You know, they go to Walmart every day, Christmas tree shop. I mean, you know, stuff like that. So they're not a bother, man. We we get along, I guess, as well as in-laws can, you know. Matlock, Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. You know, all the I just go in the boom, boom room. <laughs> exactly. I just go in the boom, boom room and watch my game. So, you know, they don't get in my way and I don't get in theirs. Well, that's good. That's yeah. really good. It. It's nice to have a good relationship with the in-laws because so many people don't. And I just, I feel bad for those folks because that can make things uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So how was Canada, man? Did you see Drake? I, I didn't. Uh, no, I, I'm glad I didn't. I find him annoying. <laughs> um, it, it was good though. Montreal is a good town. It took a couple days to get, to kind of find our footing, to figure out which neighborhoods we really enjoyed. And then it, it kind of took off from there. Uh, but the downside is that I missed a day of work. Well, two days of work. So my week is really compressed now. I've got a lot to do. Um, mm-hmm. but Hey, that's all right. That's all good. right. Good. That's okay. Speaking of doing work, let's let's earn our paychecks, man. Let's talk Buffalo Bills. Overall, the team, they're four and two. They're in first place in the AFC East. They're kind of pulling up the rear when it comes to the the uh, postseason rate rankings. 
if right. the playoffs were to begin today, they're they're in fourth there. So we're going to take a look at each position group and in some cases individual players and let you know what we're thinking is going on there. And you got to start with the quarterback, do you not, brother? Yeah, you have to, man. Once again, the overall team success, I mean, it all hinges on Josh Allen. We've been beating that drum forever. And so if you look at him statistically, he's top five in yards per game and touchdowns and in QBR. He's top 10 when it comes to passer rating, but he's in the bottom third of completion percentage. And I know how you are about completion uh, completion yep. percentage. So, um Right now, and you know me, man, I, I I don't know what it is about me. I don't know if you noticed this, but I'm intrigued with Vegas odds, even though I never bet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I love when they say, ooh, over-unders, and I, I, I love that stuff, and I never bet. I've been to Vegas three times and never bet a dime. Hmm. You know? Interesting. Is that peculiar? Is that peculiar? Is that A, a little bit. Okay. Okay. A little bit, because most people, when they start talking about odds, they sort of live their life, the Vegas style. Like, I don't understand most of what goes on with gambling. I feel like it's probably pretty neat, but I've never had the money to lose, so I've never gambled. <laughs> yeah, I'm such a I'm such a wuss. I don't I hate to lose. I like winning, but I hate to lose. So right. yeah, I'd never bet. And I, I just always know that it's a racket. Like they're always gonna win. So mm -hmm. they give you enough to keep you coming, but eventually you're never going to outbeat, you know, outbeat Vegas. You're not going to outbeat the table. If they did lose money, then they would go out of business. So I just don't want right. to be the sucker to do that. I mean, so <laughs> I, and, and, and plus I don't have the discipline to do it. So you Bill's Mafia, if y'all like to gamble, y'all probably got more discipline than I do. I don't have a lot of discipline. I could get hooked on something very easily. So I just choose to avoid it. But That's smart move. But anyway, I was just saying all that to say that right now, uh, Josh Allen is number three for MVP odds. He got surpassed by Kyler Murray and um, and also uh, Henry. Uh, and right now, he's third with Vegas odds. So he was first two weeks ago, but he's fallen a little bit. If it was up to me, Derrick Henry right now would be MVP. Um, so looking at... We're not a quarter of the season. We're not quite half. We're at about 35% of the season now because it's an odd number. So looking at um, the first six or first six weeks of the season, I would give our quarterback room a A minus. Okay. I was going to give him a B. And I think that maybe I'm giving him a B because I see room for improvement. Because I don't think Josh Allen has played like quite the same player we saw last year. And I wonder if he's pressing a little bit. There are times this season when he's going for the home run, when he should be checking down, he's missing some open plays. Um, he, his mechanics have been a little bit off. He set the bar so high in 2020 that anything short of that to me is not in the a range uh, because we know that's what he can play like. Now, I'm giving him a B only because I think that there is going to be improvement in his game. And when he turns it on, where do you go from there? Now, you gave him an A minus, so obviously you can get to an A plus. You gave him an A plus last season at, at the end of the year when we gave out our, our grades. I did. Um, 
I am going to need to see a, a couple of things, namely hitting those open receivers uh, when they're open and just slightly better ball placement. Is that reasonable? That's very reasonable. I, I'm totally on board with that. Also, uh, since we're talking position groups, I, I guess technically you have to include Mitchell Trubisky in there. And the yeah. little bit we saw of him, I actually really liked. Well, that's why I said the quarterback room. Yeah, I said the quarterback room. I didn't just say Allen. I said the quarterback room. So that's, well, sure. That's I'm just like, reminding listeners. Oh, okay. yeah. Not, not a criticism fair. of the big man. I would never do such a thing. You bet not. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So let's work our way. Let's snake our way around the offense and then get to the defense. Let's go with the running back room next. Where are you with them? I gave him a B minus. We don't have a bell cow running back like once we talked about, like with uh, Derrick Henry. It would be great to have somebody like him who's just basically single-handedly dragging their team to success. Um, we obviously have a committee, uh, running back by committee, and the way we run our running back, Singletary's the starter. I feel like he he's the person that starts the drive, and then once we get in the red zone, a short yardage, we got Moss in there. Um Singletary's averaging five yards a carry, which is wonderful. Moss is at 3.9, but obviously he has more touchdowns because of where he gets the ball in the red zone. Um, our running game as a whole, and that includes Josh Allen, is number seven in the league. We will take that all day and yeah. uh, even on Sunday afternoons, unlike Chick-fil-A. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, it would be exciting to have somebody who we could depend on in the running game, one person. But with our running back room, I'd say I'd give it a B minus right now. Devin Singletary at times has looked far more explosive than he did last year. He did. Zach Moss is fun to watch him run the way he seeks out contact. And the Bills have shown, especially as the season has gone through its first six weeks, an ability to actually get better at running the ball. Those two guys are both good pass blockers. They're both decent pass catchers. The, the real demerit here is the fact that Devin Singletary has been fumbling a lot. And that's something that you just can't have. Matt Breda has been a complete non-factor. And Taiwan Jones is, is, you know, he's just your special teams guy. I'm also going with a B minus. Um, you know, running backs are, they're never going to be the stars of this offense. Let, let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, that said, I, I think that, I think they can also improve, but then again, the running game could get worse. Like it's not bad. It's it's not bad right now. Right. So, right, I agree. Who do you want to talk about next? I want to go with the receivers, and I know that this is going to probably be a little weird, but I go with receivers. I'm giving our receiver core, and I'm sticking with it. What I said during the offseason. I feel like our receiver room is the best in the league, even though mm -hmm. you might not look at it statistically as as such. Um, I will give them an A. Um, we don't have one receiver. We have two receivers in the top 30. Diggs is number 22 in the league in receiving yardage. And uh, Emmanuel Sanders is at number 29. So we have two receivers in the uh, top 30, right? So mm -hmm. 
statistically, we don't have anyone that's going to blow your doors off as far as yardage. But as far as the room is concerned, I will take our room over anybody. So I, if you look at drops and things of that such, it doesn't bother me. So I'm going with uh, an A for our receiver room. I wouldn't trade our room for anyone in the league right now. Once again, I agree with you 100%. Uh, these guys, they really don't drop the ball. They always seem to get open whether or not uh, Josh Allen is able to get the ball to him. And we'll get into some of that in a minute because it's not all Josh Allen's fault when that doesn't happen. I, I think if you're a coach, a general manager, like this is this is your dream wide receiver core with the exception of they don't necessarily have like the big body guy that can really do the jump balls, even though uh, Gabe Davis is a, a pretty tall dude. Uh, you've got Jake Kummerow, who who shows up on special teams and plays hard. I I just I love the group that they have, and you can see they are that much better with Emmanuel Sanders in the game. Mm-hmm. That guy has a a a way of finding himself getting throws coming his way because he gets behind he gets behind the defenders even though he's not the fastest guy in the world he's just such a good route runner and the same with Diggs you know a couple of years ago when Brandon Bean was looking to trade for receivers because the ones that they had had such a hard time with press coverage and getting off of that at the line of scrimmage he wanted Diggs he wanted Emmanuel Sanders Mohamed Senu those were the three guys that that he targeted well now he's got two of them so no excuses for those guys not getting their share. Do you believe that they have performed adequately thus, thus far this season? Like, how do yeah. you feel about their performance, like, as a whole? You think they've done an adequate job for us in our offense? I, I think they have because here's the thing. The statistics are not blowing anybody out of the water, but it takes a lot in order for a receiver to be – successful in the statistic area of the game statistically speaking let's put it that way I like I said their performance their job is to get open and their job is to catch the ball and they they all do that exceedingly well well I guess we go to the tight end before that's where we're headed next my friend Dawson Knox Tommy Sweeney and once in a while uh Reggie Gilliam I'm giving Dawson Knox an a minus a minus. I'm giving him an A minus. And and that's wonderful. I remember he started kind of slow early on and he's picked it up so much so to where you can say he's one of the better tight ends in the league. Being you think so? The, being one of the league leaders in touchdowns, who would have thunk that? Like what he's given us, we all would have traded in anything we own to see what how he's performing at this point. Um mm-hmm. I'm going with – I'll go with an A-minus with the room, and it's led by Dawson Knox. I'm, I'm taking him. Okay. I am going to give a B okay. uh, only because even though Dawson Knox seems to have really come around, he hasn't had more than four receptions in a game. Um, now, the offense doesn't really call for it, but I think that for me, a tight end who's going to – warrant in a is going to be a guy who can take take over games now against kansas city you can say he did right 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 um 
If he were to do that a couple more times this season, then I'm going to give him an A. Uh, Tommy Sweeney is he, he's just a guy. Um, he's, he's fairly average there. And I think that we're going to see just how much Dawson Knox meant to the team when he's out with his broken hand. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. think they tried to make a move and trade for somebody? I'll, I'll be wondering that because, you know, the trade deadline is coming. I I think about that. What could we possibly add? I've been reading things about cornerbacks. I haven't heard anything too much about a, uh I haven't heard too much about a tight end. I doubt it. I'll be quite surprised if we did, especially getting somebody who would help us like this week. Um, especially, I mean, well, not to change the subject real quick. You see who the Jets picked up uh, yesterday? Yeah, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. Former Joe. MVP of the Super Bowl, Joe Flacco. And so we play the Jets coming up because they saying the rookie's going to be out two to four weeks. And so he probably won't be back for the uh, Bills game. So that will be quite interesting to see Joe Flacco out on the field. So Joe Flacco is obviously a shell of his former self. He's now backup Joe Flacco. Yeah, uh, who would you guy. rather have on the field? He's just a guy. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I think we're going to win no matter what. I think we're going to win handily no matter who they trot out on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be. It would uh, probably been kind of cool to see Zach Wilson play. He's a rookie, high draft pick. He might turn to something. So it would probably be fun to see him, see us terrorize him. But it, it doesn't matter at this point. I, I, I'm confident whoever they trot out on the field. Yeah, I, I, I very much agree with you on that. So let's talk offensive line, buddy. So the we've big got hog mollies. I love it. Would you say the big hogs? I love it. <laughs> I like bacon. Love bacon. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so right now we have starters: Deion Dawkins, John Feliciano, Mitch Morris, uh, Daryl Williams, and Spencer Brown. Spencer Brown. Okay. Now that's a shuffling because the Bills had Spencer Brown on the bench, Daryl Williams at right tackle, right. and Cody Ford at right guard. Cody Ford has had more chances with this team to get it right than any other player during the McBean regime, and he can't get it done. I'm glad he's on the bench. So what do you make of the guys who have been on the field so far this year on the offensive line? I can't be too critical because we have one of the best offenses in the league and it all starts up front. Um, Deion Dawkins has a sour taste in my mouth because of what happened last week on that fourth down where he just got blown up and we didn't get the fourth of inches. Mm-hmm. So to ask me to grade this unit right now is probably going to be a bad thing because that still resonates. I love the fact, just as mad as I am about Deion Dawkins, on that play last week against uh, Tennessee, I'm just as happy that we finally put Cody Ford on the bench for Spencer <laughs> Brown. I love that dude, man. Like, when we watched the games and stuff, we were winding back. Um, and I showed Jalen, I was like, man, look, at Spencer, Spencer Brown has that attitude, man. And I, and I love it. You know what I'm saying? He talking trash. He pushing people. He reminds me. I'm not saying that he's uh, Richie Incognito as far as the dirty stuff, 
but his attitude reminds me of that. Yes. You know, and I just, I didn't, Richie Incognito is somebody I wish was still in Buffalo. I mean, as of last year, he was still playing at a very high level. Mm-hmm. I wish we still had him because you need nasty guys. I mean, you can have a team full of choir, you can't have a team full of choir boys and think you're going to go to the Super Bowl. You need a couple of dudes that got a couple of loose hinges and talk a little trash. And so that's what he brings to our team. So yes. I would probably say that that unit as a whole, um, because of our running game, because of our passing, I would give him a B minus. Okay, and I I like Spencer Brown too. I I love the fact that he is just looking for somebody to level until the play is dead and over with. Uh, you know, he's going to get called for late hits and unnecessary roughness at some point during the season, and I'm okay with it because he and Dawson Knox is another one. They just get under the skin of the other team. And Spencer Brown, <laughs> my favorite is when you were talking about him after his first start, when you're like, did you see him talking to that defensive back? That guy was talking smack to him and Spencer Brown's going, get out of here. You're little. <laughs> you're little. Like, you're a little boy. Like, oh my God, I love it, man. He seems like one of the world's biggest meatheads and I do enjoy it. Now, if we're grading the line as a whole, I have to bring up the point that the run blocking just has not been that good. The The holes that are being opened for the backs and even Josh Allen aren't great. I think the pass blocking has been better than I probably would have expected. But this unit is just not getting it done the way I'd like to see it done. Because, you know, if you have one of the top-rated offenses in the NFL and your running game is seventh, you'd expect there to be some domination out there. They're not showing a lot of that right now. And really to me, John Feliciano has got to step it up. I know they don't have anything better on the roster right now, but to me, he's a glaring weakness. Now a glaring positive, however, has been Mitch Morris. The guy's been good. He's moving really well on the field this year. And he was up until this past week, I don't think he had given up a sack, which, you know, pretty darn good. And he's being paid a lot of money, so he better be pretty good, right? The move to bring Darrell Williams in and Spencer Brown on the field, that was exactly what the coaching staff needed to do. I'm going to give them a C plus. If the run blocking can match the pass blocking, Ooh. I'd give them an A-. minus. But right now, the run blocking needs to take a step forward and become a little bit more dominant. Open some more holes for those backs, and then you'll have me buying in on them. Do you think C-plus is too harsh? Well, I was just thinking about, you said C-plus, but if they run block better, they get to an A-minus. And I'm like, wow, that's a big jump. So what do you say then about people? Okay, because I'm sure the listeners like, well, Jamie D, why is our run our running offense one of the best in the league? Then if you feel like they don't run block well, I think a lot of times there are plays that break down, and it, they don't necessarily go as designed. Josh Allen, for example, the dude gets a lot of yards with his legs on passing plays. And I think that has a lot to do with it. Do you remember back when Mike Vick was the quarterback of, of Atlanta? And every year Atlanta had 
the number one rushing offense mm-hmm. in the NFL. Well, it wasn't just because Warwick Dunn late in his career there was doing such a great job. It was that Mike Vick was putting up 7,500 yards a game. And I think we're seeing some of that with Josh Allen here. Okay. All right. Cool. That's fair. If you had to rank, and this, I know this isn't really part of the game, but if you had to rank the Buffalo offense overall, what would you give it? This is a tough question, right? If, so I, out of all the, right, because we're, we're the best, one of the best offenses in the league, so you definitely going to be in the top three or four. The only criticism that you could give us is our strength of schedule so far. We've only played one rank, I mean, one rank team, like it's college football. I'm sorry. Uh, that's my other podcast. But no, um, we've only played one winning team, and that's Tennessee. And and we lost to them at the end. Everybody else is 500 or below. So we have one of the top offenses, but the strength of schedule is what it is. But the thing about it is our strength of schedule coming forward is, I mean, it's not going to change that much. So it's not hard to conceive the fact that we might have the top offense as far as statistically in the league come, you know, playoff time. Uh, um, I would definitely say if I had to rank our offense, I mean, Arizona looks good, bro. Oh, my God. Kyler Murray <laughs> has been lights out, hasn't he? Yeah, he he looks good. The way they run, the, they got James uh, Connor. I was watching a little bit of them on Sunday, man. I mean, are we better than them offensively? I I, I would just say I don't want to piss off Bill's Mafia. I would definitely say we're in the top three or four. I wouldn't pick needles. I would say we Arizona. Mm-hmm. I like Arizona. I like the Rams. I like us. So, I would okay. just say two. Okay. How about that? I'm going to give the them. I, I'm going to give the offense uh, probably an A minus, uh, only because no, you know what? I'm giving them an A because they were putting up forty point games like it was going out of style. So yeah, uh, and but I don't think that we've seen the best of the Bills' offense yet, namely Josh Allen. There, that's the the thing that's really exciting to me is that this team could still get better. And I think they're going to. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. Don't give them a grade. You said rank it. You got to rank the offense in the league. No. Well, I meant. Yeah, you don't put me on the spot and then you bail out. No, you got to get, get a number. Is, is that what I said? I, I I guess. How would you rate them? I, I, I guess I did say that. <laughs> Um, you did say that. Don't hold my feet to the fire and you do something easy. <laughs> uh, I'm going to put them at number three because I, I think the Rams um, have more weapons at their disposal because I, I feel like they uh, – no, are they though? They're not Cooper – Cup Cooper Cup leads the league in receiving. Yes, and he's – on pace to almost get 2000 yards right now. I think I just like the design of the Rams offense. I, I just find them fun to watch. Um, and the, the cards are kind of leading in all statistical categories. So 
Yeah, I'll I'll say the Bills are are the third best, but it's it's a fine line between them and the Rams right now. Okay. Um, I do like the Chargers a lot. I, I do want to say that. Uh, but you know what's funny is every single team has the best offenses. Every single team has put up a stinker so far this year. All right. And that's but that's the nfl yeah you gotta it's gonna be stinkers no matter how good you are bro it's gonna be you know that's why they say you gotta play defense because sometimes the shots aren't falling on offense wait yeah i'm mixing my metaphors aren't i i like that though that's good that's why listeners like to hear (laughs) hey uh do you have another podcast no i don't i was just talking crap i wish I. okay i was i was just curious about that If, if you if you had no, one I'm and hadn't talking. told me, I was going to be pissed. No, I would just be a facetious. Okay, sometimes. well, all right. I would never cheat on Buffalo Rumblings. Higher ups, please listen to me. I'm devoted. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. I would never cheat on you. <laughs> Man, that sounds like that sounds like it's coming from somebody with a guilty conscience. No, no, I'm not moonlighting, man. Anyway, um. Let's slide over to the defense, and let's start where we left off, and that's the line of scrimmage. Rate for me, my friend, the defensive line. I'd give, I'd say I'd D-line it and probably a B-minus. Yeah. All right. Um, Certain guys have shown flashes throughout the year. Boogie has looked good for a rookie. Greg Rousseau, I'd say was up for defensive rookie of the year, but that kid from Dallas Cowboys, yeah. man. Who was that? Parsons? No, not Parsons. Uh uh no, that's Parsons. Because yeah. Diggs, Diggs, Stefan Diggs' brother, he's not a rookie. Right. Yeah, he's gonna definitely be all pro this year. He intercepts everything. I think that's Parsons, the linebacker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say he's probably going to get rookie of the year. But Greg Rousseau, I think, is going to get an invite to the ceremony. He'll be a top five if he keep on playing the way he's playing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the only thing is we don't have a lot of sacks, per se, but we have a lot of pressures, which is almost just as good. Uh, we know now, just like we knew, that Moss should not be an active. A.J. Epinesa should not be a, a, a inactive on game mm-hmm. days. Um, I think he provides uh, pressure that we need. Um, Jerry Hughes is looking a little sprightly the last looking couple good, of weeks. Looking good, yeah. You know, so I, I would say overall, once again, I would give us a B plus, A minus if we have more mm-hmm. sacks. But I'd give us a B, B minus. I, I'd say B minus. I hate to do this, uh, but I'm right there with you again. I I agree on the B minus because you've got – You've got players that should, or at least it seems from a talent standpoint, like they should be doing more than they are. Um, and there haven't really been too many of those Heisman moments outside of that great game that Greg Rousseau had, you know, with his interception right. against the Chiefs and his sack. He and Hughes are doing their jobs as defensive ends. Everybody else has been inconsistent. Um, Ed Oliver has been playing the run well inconsistent against the pass star has been a, a revelation he, he's played great even against the pass this year but everybody else at defensive tackle has been kind of humdrum even though I, I love justin zimmer you know the guy's just he's a hustler or as john gruden would say he's a grinder he's a grinder 
Oh, wait, can we talk about John Gruden right now? Yeah, if you want to. We don't want to get canceled. We don't want to get canceled. Can we? Can we? Talk yeah, go about ahead. Him? No, I'm just saying. Are we allowed to talk, allowed about to, like, to talk about him? Can we even mention him? We don't want to get canceled, though, man. He's part of cancel culture right now. <laughs> right? Well, I think only if you use the language that he used and you put it and in we print and memorialized it in an email. <laughs> He said memorialize it. <laughs> you just have to know that if oh you're going to be a jerk, don't put it in writing. I mean, you learn that when you're a child at texting, man. Come yeah. on. But I think, you know what, though? Not to change the subject real quick, man, but I just think rich people, it's like old people. Old people just don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the older you are, you'll just, and I, I'm seeing it even with you. Like, you really don't care. You're not even that old. I hate seeing when you get old, like when you get to be like 65, 70, you're going to be just talking stuff all the time. Like, like what What do you mean I don't like care? Oh, you don't care now. God, you don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, say, you'll say what's on your mind, man. Like, you have very little of a filter. That's true. You know? I, I'm actually, so my filter is improving. Right. That's what I'm saying. So imagine what it was before. It was really bad before. <laughs> it was really bad. It's it's improving. But look, but hey, we love you anyway. It doesn't matter. But when you get older, man, old people just say whatever and people just look at them like, oh, they laugh because they don't care because they're old. You know what I'm saying? So when you deal, I feel like people who have money, it's the same thing. Like I'm rich, like, you know, I'm rich. I'm gonna say the adage, but Dave Chappelle said, "I'm rich." Yeah, I'm not gonna say it, but um, I just think rich people—they say whatever, and if you old and rich, you really don't care. So I just think what social norms that we have as regular people, regular folk, doesn't apply when you're rich, and so I think they just don't care. I, I don't think that they're not bright. I just think they don't care. It's kind of like down at LSU, man. You see, uh. Ed Orgeron is getting let go at the end of the year. They said, well, I don't know if we talked about this last week, but he's getting fired. He tried to hit on a, a board of trustees' wife who's pregnant at a gas station. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So that dude, he just doesn't care. But he's running around Baton Rouge, like not really giving a a damn about what he do. I mean, he's rich. He won a na- he won a national title. He probably like I have more money than I ever thought I would. I just got divorced last year or two years ago. I'm paying probably half my salary alimony, but I don't care. I'm just gonna have a good time. Urban Meyer, you know? like if, if Urban Meyer, if John Gruden's gonna call anybody a grinder, it's got to be Urban Meyer. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like I just think people don't they don't care, man. So. They just got to live life. Well, you know? I would like to see you get enough money that you don't care anymore because I really want to see what that looks like. Oh, I'll be just walking around slapping people. <laughs> Shut up! God, I'll just slap people. I'll just, walk in, I'll just walk in the bar in the club, just slap people. It don't matter. Shut up! Right God. upside the head. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just playing. Money, the old adage is money just makes you more of what you already are. It just magnifies it. Yeah. So you know me, man. I'm pretty low key. I mean, I'll have a few and pick you up, but that's as far as I go, man. <laughs> I don't I don't want no problems, man. Yeah. 
I don't like problems. No, no nobody needs those. Um, let's talk linebackers, buddy. Linebackers, I'm giving us an A, man. I feel like we got the best, one of the, if not the best core, one of the best cores in the league. And if you look at our depth with uh, Andre Smith and Menakevich, I, I give us an A, man. Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds should both be pro bowlers. A.J. Kine, he comes in, fills in well. Um, there's nothing you can say about this group. I say we got two dudes that'll be pro bowlers, and both of them might make all pro. Uh, statistically, Matt Milano, I think he's number two in the NFL uh, with quarterback uh, with pressures on the quarterback. Pressure um, rate. Pressure rate. I'm sorry. Okay. Um both of them should be pro bowlers. I, I give us an A. I have to give it that, too, because the past few weeks, I have been really impressed by Tremaine Edmonds. I feel like he's stepped up. And Matt Milano, until he got injured, was the top-rated linebacker in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus. The only thing that prevents me from giving them an A-plus is... I feel like they don't have the best backup situation. I would really like to see them be developing a guy uh, for for the future. AJ Klein's not that guy, even though he does what he does well. He goes after the quarterback. He plays up near the line of scrimmage. Just don't ask him to cover anybody. But that's that's the only thing that right. holds holds it back is having a, a somebody that's developing right now. Um, I I don't know what else you could ask for from the two guys that play every down though. Yeah, I love them, man. So would you like to split out the safeties from the corners? It doesn't matter to me. It's both the same. I'm giving them A's. The corners too, huh? I'm giving them A's, man. Why not, man? Tell me why. Well, well, let's talk with the safeties, man. Poirier and Micah Hyde, we have the best safety tandem in the NFL. Do you agree? I am going to say that they, if they're not the best, they've got to be top three. Okay. Okay. I think they're the best. Um, they're both ranked, according to uh, Pro Football Focus, I think both of them are ranked in the top five, if I'm not mistaken, uh-huh. uh, at that position. So I've, I'm giving them an A simply because of that. Daquan uh, Johnson, DeMar Hamlin, back it up. I love the room. Um, I'm giving them an A because of that. Now, T. White, Levi Wallace. And Taron Johnson. And Taron Johnson. Because they're part of the unit, I'm giving them an A also. Okay. I have no reason. I'm just giving them an A. <laughs> um, I think that they've played pretty well. And Taron Johnson is an extremely underrated run defender. He's a very sure tackler. And that's something that they really need on this defense. Um, You know... Wallace hasn't uh, hasn't shown any real warts this year. And the thing is, of course, I'm worried about the depth, but we haven't seen them have to tap into the depth too much with the exception of uh, promoting Cam Lewis one week mm-hmm. because the because the depth hasn't mattered and hasn't been on the field. You can't rate that. Uh, as a negative. So yeah, I'm going to go with you and I'm going to give them an A also. I mean, let's be honest, this, this defense has been very good this year until playing up against Tennessee, but that 
we've seen it year in and year out. The Titans are just a bad matchup for the Bills, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They got our number right now, so so we got to figure it out. And we would, and that would have been a great opportunity to take care of it last week. Would have been, should have been. But we're all right, though. Maybe that's going to springboard us up into, um, you know, undefeated rest of the season. We'll forget all about it, just like we did last year with the uh, Cardinals mm-hmm. game. You know, we're all How right. do you feel about the specialists? I feel like it's an A. Isaiah McKinney is one of the best return men in the league. Tyler Bass is, I think, number three in uh, scoring and uh, kicking. Um, we couldn't ask for too much more, so I, I gave us an A. Special Tyler team. Bass has been great. Uh, Matt Hawk has not been, but didn't expect him to be. Isaiah McKenzie gives me ulcers, but he's yeah, he, he's explosive. I'm going to give them a B plus. Um, the only thing really holding it back is that it's Hawk. yeah, it's Hawk and uh, yeah. McKenzie. Like I said, I. It feels like an adventure, even though, even though he's been more positive than negative. I think I just miss Andre yeah. Roberts. Yeah, you didn't have you didn't have to worry with him at all. So I understand. Yeah. And you know, I think what we're seeing is you know this is normal to have, you know, to have a return man that may drop the ball once in a while. We just haven't seen that in a number of years and got spoiled. True. Yeah. Are we missing anything? I think that's it, man. That's it. That's it. Well, do you feel like the offense is ahead of the defense right now? No. You think they're probably pretty even, huh? Yeah, yeah, they're pretty even. They're pretty even. In my mind, I feel like, okay, we lost to Tennessee. We let Henry run all over us. If we would have stopped Henry, we would have won that game, and it wouldn't have came down to the end. Mm -hmm. So was that a defensive stinker because we gave up 30-plus points to them? So, but the offense has had stinkers. I mean, the offense had a stinker against Pittsburgh. So... I feel like they're wet and wet. Um, but I would I would maybe say offense then. Let me change that because offense has come up with big plays. Defense, once again, is coming down our D-line more. As a, but Leslie Frazier is not about the individual. It's about the team. So I would like to see more sacks, I guess. More, mm-hmm. more big plays from up front. Maybe I will feel differently. And where the offense is giving me big plays, we got guys that gives me big plays. So maybe I would say offense, but both of them are ranked high in the, I mean, as units. So I, I, I would say it's even. So Yeah, I mean, when you're at any point in the season, even though it was early and both the offense and defense are ranked number one in the NFL, <laughs> they got to be close, right? Right. At minimum, right. they're close. Exactly. <laughs> right. And who who am I to complain, man? Yeah, it would be great if we were undefeated like the Cardinals. I mean, we're four and two. We're right where we thought we'd be this time of year. If you really go to and look at uh, and you look at our preseason notions, I mean, we're right. I mean, 
pretty much four and two. We should have been five and one. That's okay. But yeah, we would have said four and two. Maybe we would have lost to Kansas City, but Kansas City stinks. Once again, I want to talk about that too. We talk about Patrick Mahomes making a half a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Now that defense doesn't look good. That offensive line don't look that good. Uh yeah. So we talk about that money. I bet you he wish he gave about $200 million of that back and fixed that defense and fixed that old line. So all them sideway passes and running right and throwing left and underhand passes, they ain't all cute no more, huh? No. It's it's one of those things that's lauded when it works. And then when things start going sideways, it's no longer style. It's a hindrance, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're not good this year. No. So were they playing above their heads before or they just having a bad year? Because here's the thing. Even the best teams have down seasons. We see the Ravens do that where they like somehow end up with a top 10 pick and add somebody like Terrell Suggs who ends up in the Hall of Fame. And then they just go right back to what they were doing. Or Haloti Nada, who Buffalo should have drafted instead of Dante Whitner. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It is it. I'm just kind of taking a deep breath thinking about it. Is it a bad year? I don't know. Only time is going to tell because their defense looks bad. Yeah. Like, I'm talking about bad. Like, they don't even know where to line up bad. Like, the Honey Badger is telling guys on the fly where to line up. Right. So, is that coaching? Is that inexperience? Is it all the above? But I just – once again, I, and I don't know their salary cap situation. I know they signed Chris Jones. I I know they uh, drafted a couple of new offensive linemen, so maybe they need time to develop. They paid Jaron Reed. Yeah. I mean, they might be okay. It's just, you know what, out of respect for Kansas City, they did win a Super Bowl, been a Super Bowl. I'm going to show respect to them and just say, okay, it's a bad year. But the issues they have could be more than just a one-off. Mm-hmm. So only time is going to tell that GM going to be able to fix it. I'm just saying I keep telling people when you pay somebody that large amount of money, you better have a good GM that can fix all the little things. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So when, when going back to Josh Allen again, and, and you know, uh, Brandon Bean has shown a capacity of, of, of drafting well. We got a couple of misses. But what's important is, okay, wide receivers, okay? If we were to let Diggs go, we let Beasley go, do we got guys that can fill in? And he's done a wonderful and a masterful job in getting the mango Sanders basically for John Brown. Yeah. That's wonderful. So Gabriel Davis, let's see how he comes along. He's a draft pick. Other young wide receivers. So we just got to keep uh, filling the cabinet, replenishing the uh, cover. But I like what I've seen so far, and we're in a great situation. It's just that scene. So when we talk about those things, giving too much money, look at Kansas City. Yep. All right. Look at Seattle. Look at Seattle. Russell Wilson makes a lot of money. He is a wonderful player. All right. He's out right now, but they can't even stay afloat now because he's hurt and they can't. You don't have the depth to even – Geno Smith looked like he shouldn't even be in the NFL right yeah. now. He looked horrible last night, you know. And so many, and I'm just going off the top of my head. So many other teams deal with that also. And I just keep pointing that 
Tom Brady, man, never made the most money in the league, but he's won so, and I just think it's something to be said about mm-hmm. that. I would like to see more of that. Yeah, there's very few guys that are willing to give up the money, uh, but you know, very few, very few players have wives that are worth a half a billion dollars to start with. I, I understand that, and you're never supposed to count another man's money, but you see the uh, correlation here. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you see the correlation, man. Sometimes, sometimes three hundred mil is better than having five hundred mil when you could pay an extra tackle. You could pay a guard. You could keep a linebacker in a corner. So we'll just see how it plays yeah. out. Well, Brandon you know, Bean is going to have to work some magic because the salary cap over the past two years has been difficult to navigate, but he's been, it seems like he's been doing a good job. We'll see how it goes. Anyway. I'm sure it'll be okay. I think so. I think that they're very well run. Uh, but this has been the latest edition of Jamie D and Big Newt. I'm really happy that everybody joined us. And it's Miami week, buddy. I see another win coming. We got a squish to fish. Hey, hey. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.